Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I want you to see in Judges chapter 19, one of the most hideous stories ever recorded in the scripture. In verse 27, when her master arose in the morning and opened the doors of the house and went to go his way, there was his concubine falling at the door of the house with her hands on the threshold. And he said to her, get up and let us be going. But there was no answer. In other words, she was, she was deceased. She had died. Verse 29, when he entered his house, he took a knife and laid hold of her dead body. This is graphic. And divided her into 12 pieces, limb by limb, sent her throughout all the territory of Israel. Verse 30, and so it was that all who saw it said, no such deed has been done or seen from that day to the children of Israel came up from the land of Egypt until this day. We've never seen anything like this, they said. And then he gave three instructions. Consider it, confer or take counsel and speak up. Consider it, take counsel and speak up. This incident was one that brought such outrage that it immobilized an entire nation to act. Let me quickly retell the story of what was taking place. A man was journeying with his wife. Along the journey, they stopped in a certain city, and there was a band of evil, wicked men who attacked this man and this woman, and he escaped with his life somehow, but she was abused, she was beaten, she was brutally attacked and raped all night by this large group of men and left for dead. They thought they had killed her, but she had enough strength with her clothes torn, her body bleeding, her body beaten to a pulp. She crawls all the way home and her hands make it to the threshold of the house And there her life expires and she dies. And in the morning when the family opened the door, there was this mother, this woman, with her hands on the threshold of the house, almost making it home. Wounded, abused, hurt, broken. But her hands were on the threshold of the house. I think that This story describes, in some ways, the state of America. She is abused, the Lady of Liberty, the Statue of Liberty, in so many ways, has been stripped, has been abused. We are not in the nation and the America that we, many of us, grew in, grew up in, and we understand that something is happening to our nation. And the hands of this nation are on the threshold of the church in this critical year. So outrageous was this incident that the outcome was unthinkable. 
For the Bible said that this grieving husband took the body of this woman who had been so grievously attacked that he cut it up into 12 pieces and sent a piece of her body to each of the tribes of Israel to create outrage, to create something in the citizens of that nation that were watching this abuse and this kind of terrorism take place right in their own country. And yet they were numb to it. They were insensitive to it. They were unconcerned about it. Life went on. Church went on as though everything is normal while this was happening. And so in an attempt to to bring outrage to the citizens of Israel, he sends this graphic illustration of what was happening to the nation, to each tribe. And he says three instructions, consider it, take counsel and speak up. 400,000 men were so outraged at what they saw that from every tribe, they unified, they came together, they attacked this vicious people and they wiped them out. And they saved their nation from from further uh, invasion. And they took back the safety and the freedom. It's that ability to outrage that I'm preaching and calling for today. The despair in America is unbelievable. American youth are dying in the streets. We're watching our nation the morals, the, the, the religious freedom, everything that has made America great, it seems, is under attack. Violence is in the land. Rape, suicide are at an all-time high. Murder in, street, in the streets, may, mayhem and violence and anger and all kinds of division like we've never seen. We have socialists who run for office and fill coliseums and millions of Americans cheer them on. We are in a place where millions of babies are being aborted and the church sits idly by while the hands of a dying nation are on the threshold of the church and we're silent and we're unconcerned and we're unmoved and we're unmotivated to do anything about it. I'm preaching to you today That pornography is running through our nation and through our cities. Sexual abuse. One out of every... Somebody said, don't you believe God's going to judge America? Where have you been the last 20 years? He is judging America. When one out of two marriages end in divorce, that is judging America. When most children grow up without a father in their life, that is judging America. Our sins are destroying the very fabric of family and nation. The hands are on the threshold of the church. Hands of millions of drug addicts. Hands of millions of a generation of alcoholics. Hands of a nation that is dying spiritually and in other ways. We have redefined genders. We now have redefined what marriage is no longer between a man and a woman. But the Supreme Court, one vote. Do you understand that four years ago, 
there was the potential. The election was lost by 4 million votes and it has been proven statistically that 4 million evangelical Christians decided not to vote in the last election. And so now we have one man on the Supreme Court who decides, even though state after state after state, including California, said we do not want to legalize gay marriage. One Supreme Court justice appointed by a president who put him there now turns all of that around and suddenly culture has shifted. The hands of the nation are on the threshold of the church. I'm saying to you that we have neighborhoods in America where police will not even go at certain hours because it's too dangerous for them. How much more for the citizens who are living in those streets? I'm saying to you that you have a greater chance of being shot if you are a young black man in many inner city streets than you do if you were in Baghdad, Iraq. We are in a state of siege in our country and it's time to do something about it. We must get mad enough and outraged enough, not at people, but at what is happening to our nation, at what is happening to our society, our cities, our nation, that we unite and we take the hands of America and we pull it in. It's the church. The church is the only answer. The Bible is the only answer. Jesus is the only answer. And we cannot be silent anymore. We cannot be quiet anymore. We cannot sit on the sidelines and let another election come around and the body of Christ just sit there and watch what's happening to our religious liberty and our freedom. When corporations like Chick-fil-A, when corporations like Hobby Lobby are sued because of their religious faith beliefs in, that is Bible-based and it costs them millions upon millions of dollars to go all the way to the Supreme Court. And thankfully they won this time, but three Supreme Court uh, justices will be put on the Supreme Court under the next president of the United States. And I'm telling you, we are watching our nation with its hands on the threshold of the church. And if ever we needed to pray, and if ever we needed to not vote Democrat or Republican, but vote who is nearest to what this book says, it is in the hour. Our children, our grandchildren, have their hands on the threshold of the church. And you can sit back and say, well, they're, I don't like either one of them. They're both flawed. But just figure who is pro-life because the Bible is pro-life. Who is pro-marriage between a man and a woman because the Bible is. Who, who, is, religious, who is for religious freedom? This is how we vote according to God's word, not according, I'm um, highest, my highest allegiance is to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and his word has not changed. Culture has, America has, but this book has not. And when you stand before God, he's going to judge you according to this book. This is not a game. This is the Bible and it's the truth. The hands of America are on the threshold of the church. He said, do three things. Number one, consider it. One translation said, allow the realization of what's happening in your nation to set in. 
Our nation is in trouble. It was Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son, who said, we are at the intersection of history as we know it. It's the truth. I'm saying to you today that we, my friend James Robertson had a quote that I want to I give you now. He said, we must reject the thought that the spiritual is to be separated from the governmental. Transform people, transform the culture while standing up for what is right. I'm saying to you today that we must see a drastic change in the direction of this nation. And he said, consider it. He said, I want you to consider where you are. I want you to consider what is happening in your nation. I want you to consider it. And he said, I will give you the arrow of deliverance. I will give you the help that you need. When I consider the fact that we can't, in America, pray at ball games anymore. We can't pray at graduations anymore. We can't even see our, 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 our uh, nativity scene on government property anymore. Children can't even sing Christmas carols without somebody being offended in it. We are a Christian nation. We believe in religious liberty and freedom, but that doesn't change who we are. You can worship anybody you want, but the truth is we were founded on these beliefs. The Supreme Court justices are rewriting the Constitution. They're not defending it. They're not standing by it. They're rewriting it. We're breaking records in America in aborting children. And the church is strangely silent. And the pulpits are strangely silent. But the Bible's not silent. The Bible said, before you were in your mother's womb, Jeremiah 1, I knew you informed you and called you to be a prophet to the nations. What do you mean be quiet and sit on the side and don't deal with these issues? This is the Bible. And just like Dr. Martin Luther King preached against injustice and he changed the world just just like Billy Graham has influenced presidents, we are called in our generation to stand up. And if it's not politically correct, so be it. I'm not running a popularity contest. We're here to preach the gospel. And the gospel is a gospel of life. He gives life and life more abundantly. When Planned Parenthood takes $500 million of your tax dollars and aborts babies and then chops the pieces up of those babies and sells them for profit. Where is the voice of outrage? Where, why, how do we sit back and just watch all of this happen in our schools and in our nation and we sit silently? We sit silently. We need a sense of outrage, not at people, but in the spirit that says something is happening. This is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. Religious liberty. We're breaking records as never before. America is at the crossroads. The Bible said that when Joash went to Elisha, when the nation was being invaded with terrorists, and the Bible said God gave him a word. He said, take bows and arrows and turn yourself eastward. Now, there's a military secret in that. When he said, turn yourself eastward, he was saying, they're going to invade from the east. God knows what, what's coming. God knows what 
Satan is planning. God knows what ISIS is planning. And if we serve God and if we are one nation under God, he will be our defense. He will be our safety. He knows where the threats are. He knows how to help us. And he said, take the bow and arrow. And he said, take those arrows and beat the ground. And the Bible said that Joash was not intense about it. He just, he just kind of hit the ground with them. And the prophet rebuked him. And I couldn't help but think that, that he said, they are the arrows of the Lord's deliverance for the nation, but you're not intense. I wonder if the church has not become flabby armed with sin. Ho-hum and mediocre. Sin blinds you to the need of intensity. We need intense Christians. We need, we don't need deluded, spineless Christians. We need intense Christians. We need Christians who will pray, who will fast and who will vote and say, I'm going to see God in my nation again. Jesus warned in Luke chapter 21. It really doesn't matter to me if you clap or you don't clap. I've been with the Lord and he said, preach and be silent and spare not. I'm telling you, our nation has its hands on the threshold of the church. We need to understand Jesus warned in Luke 21, beware of dissipation. Dissipation is lack of intensity. We just lose that lack of intensity when the hands of America, the hands of our cities, the hands of our youth are on the threshold of the church. He said, number one, consider it. And then he said, number two, take counsel. He said, bring together various voices of wisdom, combine forces, body of Christ, unify when you see your nation, when you see things that are contrary, absolutely not even debatable if they are in, in contradiction to the word and you see it happening, come together, unify, become, forget your differences. And, and there aren't, there's no perfect person to vote for. None of the candidates running for any office are perfect. So what you have to do is get some absolutes. Are they pro-Israel? Are they pro, because the Bible's pro-Israel. Are they pro-life because the Bible is pro-life. Are they pro-family, meaning a man and a woman married, raising a family. Are they pro, is, is, it, is it in this book? Because if, they're, if, if we're legalizing abominations that the Bible calls abominations, God's blessing is not upon us. He said, consider it and take counsel. Bring together, quit talking disunity, body of Christ, come together, Baptists, Pentecostals, Methodists, Catholics, come together and vote and speak up. And you say, well, I'm just not going to vote. That's what 4 million did. And look what has happened in four short years. What's going to happen if, if something doesn't change in this nation? If you haven't been offended yet, Stay there. I'm not through. <laughs> Combine your efforts. I, I want to say it's, it's time to take counsel. It's time for the preachers of America to become a unified voice. 
We come together and have little talks and ignore what's happening in our nation, what's happening in our schools, what's happening in our inner cities, what's happening all over this, all over this world. And, and we do little talks that have nothing to do. The body of Christ sits. But he said, come together. That's why I believe that God is calling us to a to a place to be vocal and to speak. Take action. I, I was thinking about how that no longer can we just sit and allow things to go and not be unified. The hands of the dying nation are on the threshold of the church. Stop arguing among yourselves. I refuse to let this election separate and divide this multicultural church. I am not preaching a political party. I am preaching the word of God. And the word of God does not need any apologies. We just either obey it or we don't. That's just how it is. And I, I, I love the fact that at every campus we have, there is a multicultural campus there. You go to California, you go to Spartanburg, you go to Gwinnett, you go to Gainesville, you will see every kindred tongue and every nation represented. We are not going to allow things to divide us. We're going to come under one name, the name of Jesus and one party. The, the Bible is our party. And whoever gets nearest to that is who gets my vote. I don't care who they are or what party they're with. I'll vote for who is standing on truth. I appreciate your claps. But let me finish. Sit down, you're taking my time up. Turn to somebody, preferably who's not your color, and say, I love you even if I disagree with you. I run that devil out of here. I said, I run that devil out of here. We're not going to play that game. We're not going to do that. We're one body, one Lord, one Christ, one baptism. And I'm not telling you. I'm telling you to get on your knees. I'm telling you to fast and pray for your nation and say, God, lead me in who I am to vote for. Don't let me do what I'm doing just to be doing it. I want to please you in all my ways, I acknowledge you. Direct my path. And if he's God, he knows how to direct you. Take counsel. Take counsel. I wrote something down, you know... Um, Something strange has happened. I, I've had more politicians reach out to me and ask me counsel and even uh, advisory committees that I sit on and some private conversations with politicians. I'll do it for any of them. I'll do it for any of the parties. I would be honored to do it. I am honored to do it. I'll, I'll be in one of those meetings next week. I have spoken personally to these people. And you know what I tell them? I don't tell them this and that. I tell them what this says. I tell them just like I'm telling you. 
And if we want God's blessing, and maybe, maybe they're not going to hear it, but at least we're having counsel. At least we're at a table and we've got a voice in there that says, this is the right way. Unify. Come together. America has never been in more trouble. And God has never been more anxious to give arrows of deliverance to our nation than right now. And then he gave one other instruction. He said, consider it. Take counsel. Unify. Verse 30, he said, speak up. Isn't that amazing? He said, you can't be silent. You can't. Uh, it's amazing. After the first service, I had so many people in the line who said, I had made up my mind. I was not going to vote because I don't like any of them. And I understand. There's things I don't like. Just like in you and in me. But we can't just sit back and hope our nation gets better. Speak up. Speak up, body of Christ. Speak up, preachers. I'm preaching on television right now. And the Bible said a preacher that won't preach is like a dumb dog that won't bark. That ain't me. That's the Bible. You see an enemy coming in and the dog just sits there. Well, I might leave some tithers over this. I better not say anything. If I lose some, God will send a hundred in their place who want truth. I'm telling you, I'm not building my house on sand. I'm going to build it on the Word of God because this book is right. This book is what we'll be judged by. This book is the truth and it's the only answer for our nation. Speak up. Isn't it amazing that just before Moses is born, a demon spirit tells Pharaoh to kill all the babies two years of age and under because Satan sensed deliverance is coming to a new generation. So abort the babies. Isn't it amazing when Jesus is about to come on the scene, even while Mary is carrying him in her womb, that Herod gets possessed with the same demon. And he says, I'm going to kill all the babies. And he kills all the male children, two years of age and under. What's he doing? Trying to wipe out revival from coming to a generation. Could it be that Satan senses revival is coming to America and the only way he can stop it is to wipe out the voices of a generation, a Joshua generation that is coming saying we can change and see this nation used as a tool by God to evangelize the world and bring King Jesus back. And then the Lord said to me in my heart, I want you to use all of your influence to get the church, the body of Christ, to do three things. To pray, to fast, and to vote. And so I'm calling the church to a national fast for our nation, for this election, November the 6th 
November the 7th, November the 8th, we will fast, we will pray, and we will vote. And we will speak up and we will believe that whoever becomes our president, God will help us. If we humble ourselves and do all we can do, then God will do what we cannot do. We're the salt and we're the light. And we cannot hide it under a bushel. And my whole purpose in preaching this morning is to stir a sense of outrage. In a lethargic body of Christ. To refuse to just sit back and say, man, that's bad. But consider it. Take counsel. Come together. Unify. And speak up. Vote. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.